Hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining me once again on the Unbroken Ground. Uh, very thankful for you and uh, anyone who chooses to listen. I hope that it's a blessing and an encouragement for you as you uh, are, are seeking to, to uh, follow Jesus uh, more and more every day. Uh, this is the uh, seventh episode. Uh, we're continuing on the season, uh, the, the series thinking about the life of Joseph and uh, using the uh, the lens of if God loves me. And so today we'll be speaking about, I'll, I'll be speaking about if God loves me, um, why am I running away? Um, and so just, just about the kind of the second stage of, of Joseph's journey through uh, being uh, pit, put into a pit and then uh, and then being sold into slavery and and in uh, his life in Egypt, and so uh, I'm gonna read some scripture here in a moment about that. But uh, I do just want to just uh, say a couple of quick things. I do want to be. I do. Uh, I do talk today about being thankful, and and I do want to say first, I'm just thankful for you guys. Uh, anybody that listens, again, I do hope that this is an encouragement to you. Um, you're the reason that I put these out there. Is I hope that if you're going through a rough time, um, I, I that you might find some encouragement. Uh, I've been through rough times. Uh, at not. Uh, some some others have been through harder times, I'm sure, uh, but I but I get it. Um, and so, if you're going through a rough time, I just want to say, uh, God loves you. Uh, one of the things that stuck with me from uh, last week's episode, uh, after reading Psalm 40, was definitely the end uh, of that psalm, which had said that uh, Jesus, uh, that God thinks about me. Um, what, a, what an amazing thought that the uh, creator of the universe not only created the, the universe and the world, um, not only created all the people, uh, but he also has the ability to, to, to think about um, humans uh, individually um, and that he loves me um, and he has good for me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's my encouragement that if you're in a tough place, uh, if you're, or if you feel like you're about to go into one, know that God's thinking about you. Um, it's an amazing thing really to, to know that. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through hard times. Plenty of, plenty of people do. Joseph for sure does, but it is, it does allow us to have hope and reassurance. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there uh, before we jump in. Last couple of things. Always, uh, I, as always, uh, if you uh, enjoy the podcast, uh, if you have questions, if you have suggestions, you can always email me at theunbrokenground at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to the podcast pretty much on any of the apps that you have out there. Um, I've also started uh, putting them up on YouTube, just the just the voice, no no video really. But that's another place if you uh, are someone who likes to go to YouTube to listen to podcasts, you can find them there. Uh, and I've got a couple of things coming up in the next couple of weeks I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we've got another interview coming up I'm going to do um, with my friend Tyler. Um, so I'm excited about that one. That's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. You're gonna That's going to come out. And then also I'm going to start blogging for the website Pathios. Um, and so I'm going to be uh, not only producing the podcast once a week with some different uh uh, episode types of episodes in between that even, but I'm also going to be putting out a blog at least once a week. Um, so I will get you information on that if you want to follow along that journey as well. Uh, just another way that I'm ho- trying to step into this uh, journey of creativity that I feel like God's got me on. And so again, I thank you for uh, listening. Uh, if, if, you fi- if you find encouragement in it, um, if you would, uh, tell a friend. Uh, 
let them know that there is a podcast that you're finding encouraging and and you think they'd find it encouraging. Um, and I uh, really appreciate that just to get the, the word out there. But I, I also just pray that God just allows it to, to fall in all the right places. Uh, it gets right to the to the places, to the hearts that need to hear it at just the right time. He's real good at that. So I can definitely trust him on that. All right. Well, once again, thank you. And uh, we're going to jump into talking about uh, Joseph and uh, his, his the next step in his journey. Um, if God loves me, why am I running away? When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Israelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't have to worry about a thing, except for what kind of food to eat. So if you are paying attention here, uh, Joseph goes from kind of the the pit um, to the firing pan. Uh, he's... He's not he's not killed by his brothers, and there's a, a definitely an amazing silver lining to that. But he's sold into slavery, and he's sold into a foreign land, and so he begins to go work for uh, not work really, but he was he was sold to um, Potiphar, and he begins to do work for them for him. And so I think there's some things that we can we can draw from that um, that I just want to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about things we can talk uh, draw from just the story, the first beginning story, and then um, also just kind of the, the end, which we didn't I didn't read, but we'll get to that. So uh, if you listen to the, the episode about the pit, then you would have seen that or heard or, or remembered that I said that um, one of the things that you do when you find yourself in a pit for whatever reason, uh, because God has you there, or because that's where you ended up, is that you wait. Um, and so there are, there are times uh, that even though you're out of the pit, you're not necessarily in the worst of the worst, that you're you feel like... Uh, maybe you feel like uh, you just didn't get out into the dream that you thought you were going to. And so it's still hard. It's still rough. It's still slow. It's not exactly what you wanted. It's better. Um, or maybe it's just different. And so I think that weight is still an important thing. Um, I, I, uh, I think that it's so hard because God does, there's, there's so many different seasons of things that God does in our life. And I think it's important to recognize that. There's a, a pretty popular uh, meme going around now that about uh, talking about how we shouldn't see we, when we see people's online worlds, we see their outside beauty and don't don't know about the inside struggles. Um, and so I think it's the same thing here. Um, I have a, I have a good friend who is a, uh, a pastor who's seeing um, great harvest. Um, and it's an, it's a joyous time. And so when he talks about it, um, he's excited. And, and so, which is good. He should be. Um, but if you were to 
talk to him more and talk to him about the hard times that he went through to get to the harvest, then you would hear about some of the experiences that he had about being in the pit or, or being on in the, the tough ground. Um, so uh, it's, it's hard for us because um, I think that there was at least some idea maybe that if you're loved by God, then life was going to be easier uh, or at least just better. And I think objectively it is better, but um, it was never promised that life was just going to be so easy that, that we would just enjoy and love every single minute of it because it was comfortable. Uh, we still should love and enjoy every minute of it, but it's because we're with God. So we wait. And so there's a couple of things that we can do. We kind of talked about this, that it's not being idle. Um, waiting doesn't mean that you're idle in the, as, as you wait for God and you wait for the next step. Um, so here's a couple of things that you can do. First one is be thankful, be grateful. Uh, if you talk to anybody who's gone through a um, near-death experience, if you talk to anybody who had, was life was going in one direction and all of a sudden it changed, the first thing that they'll tell you is that they're thankful just for today. Um, and Joseph would be the same way. The original plan was that his brothers were going to kill him, but that, that didn't happen. Instead, they sold him into slavery. So, so I know that, with, though the Bible doesn't tell us, but I know that one of his prayers was, thank you for today. I'm alive. And sometimes that's all that we can say. But we, we live in, in America, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have um, a pretty decent life um, compared to some of the worst lives that uh, the worst life out there that you could have, which, you know, you not have food and you could be on uh, a place that doesn't have good medicine or even care and, um, and, and hospitals and stuff like that. I mean, you live, um, you, you have a phone or a computer or some kind of device. Um, if you have a car, it makes you one of the most uh, wealthy people in the world. I mean, when you compare yourself to the billionaires or people who are the most wealthiest people in the world, we, we don't, maybe don't compare, but um, there's so many things to be thankful for. Uh, a roof over your head, uh, food to eat at every meal, a job. Um, and then we begin to, th- to be thankful. Thankfulness defeats a whole lot of the things that cause us to be like disgruntled or upset, um, cause us to lose faith, cause us to lose uh, hope. Because when we, we begin to list out the things we're thankful for, we begin to realize that um, sometimes we are really looking for something that's not really needed. Um, we, we get caught up or we, we begin to, to think through what it is that we're like, oh, if I just had this, I'd be happy. If I just had this, I would be, if I just had this other thing, if I just bought the newest iPhone or the best car, or if I had a new house or if, and all of those things. And it's like the reason um, that that happened is because our world, uh, the one that we live in, is a very capitalistic society. And, and the point of capitalism is just tell us, is to say, to us that um, you need you will be happy if you have all the newest stuff or all the best stuff or if you have more stuff and the point of life in the capitalistic understanding is to be happy and so um, you need more money so that you can have more things and so if you have more things you can be have more stuff you can be happy um, but that's really not the way it works in God's economy. God doesn't, is not concerned as much about your happiness. He's not concerned about your happiness as much as he is about your holiness. He's not concerned about your bank account as much as he is about your soul. And so we have that job of just every day, just remembering to be grateful and thankful um, because we do have so many blessings that we take for granted. I mean, just the breath in our lungs. Um, allows us to be thankful and grateful. 
So be thankful. Second, be faithful to God. Uh, here, we I just read the passage where we hear that Potiphar sees and knows that uh, who who Joseph is. He's faithful to God and, and the things that God, that, that he does, um, he brings, because he's faithful to God, it brings success to Potiphar's house. Uh, and, and that makes Potiphar happy. Uh, Joseph doesn't, uh, just because he leaves uh, his father's land and goes to Egypt, he just, he doesn't all of a sudden become an Egyptian or, or be like, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to worship the Egyptian gods now. No, he, he's still uh, faithful to God. And so that's one of the things, be thankful, be faithful to God. And then uh, I think it's very important that, that Joseph was faithful to the task put in front of him. He went from being a, a free Israelite uh, in a big family, uh, one of the more loved ones. Uh, he, you know, he had a coat of many colors because his father loved him, and he went from that to being a slave. And so he could have spent a lot of his time just grumbling, and he could have been angry, and he could not have worked very hard. He could have just done the minimum. Uh, but, but. It, the, the passage shows us that because Joseph was uh, with God and walking with God, Joseph did um, the most. He did everything that he could. He was faithful where he was at. Uh, you know, he was not getting to the, in, in his eyes, he had this dream when he was young. He was going to be uh, the, all the, his brothers and his dad and everybody was going to bow down to him. Like he had that vision, or at least that's what he thought was going to happen. And, and yet here he is um, in, in, in slavery. Um, he is uh, so far from that dream. And so he could have, he could have said, ah, I'm out. I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Um, I, I'm just going to do the little bit that keeps me from getting in trouble, but I'm not going to do anything above and beyond. And yet what you see is that Joseph was so faithful and so faithful to his task in front of him that eventually Potiphar was like, Hey dude, you're in charge of everything, man. You, everything you do, you do well. Um, and it's a testimony to Joseph and, and his, um, ability, but also that, that God was even though Joseph was not in a place that he wanted to be, like if you had asked Joseph, I'm sure he would have said, I, I want to be back home with my family. But but God was faithful to him and blessed him in this foreign land. So be thankful. And wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself, be thankful. Thank God for the blessings. Remember the blessings. Some people find it um, helpful to have like a journal. Write down every day. Go through go through a list of the things that, that are, are blessings to you. To be faithful to God. Like even if, if you are going through a tough time, it's not a time to turn away from God. It's a time that, that should draw you back to God. Like as, as you go through difficult things, um, you should be drawn back to God. And so be faithful to God. Even because we're not in we should not be in a relationship that says god i'll i will follow you as long as you bless me or as long as you give me the things i want um instead we should be in a faith in a relationship that says god i'm gonna follow you no matter what i'm gonna trust you no matter what i'm gonna be your child no matter what because being your child and following you is the best thing that i can do and then be faithful to the task before you there's there's always a large dis debate about how you get where you're at. Um, you know, is it preordained? Is is God? Did God direct you? Did did you make choices? Was it your free will? And and honestly, 
I think it's important to think about some of those things or to think about like, did I make poor choices? And so I ended up here because sometimes we end up in bad places because of the choices we make. Sometimes we do everything that God, we feel like God is leading us to do. And then we end up in places that are just hard and, and it's, and, or, you know, so is it that you found it, you found yourself in a difficult place because um, you made some bad choices or you find yourself in a difficult place because God is directing you and that's exactly where you need to be. Um, it's, it's really often hard to tell unless you just made bad choices. It's easy then. If you made a bad choice and you end up in a bad place, um, that's, that's a principle called you reap what you sow. But um, either way, like the uh, Joseph's brothers um, made some bad choices and, and put Joseph in this situation. And so the question then is like, okay, well, did God want Joseph's brothers to do that? Or is this, is, you know, like, so that God, because God needed Joseph to be in Egypt. So he, he wanted them to be, to, you know, have these murderous thoughts and just sell them into slavery. Or is God just using the circumstances? So, hey, Joseph is in Egypt. Great. That's where I want him to be. I just, I've got some things for him down the road. He's got to hang out there. Um, I'll bless him while he's there. And the answer, um, much in the same way that Job is never told the answer, is that we generally just don't find out. We, we generally don't know. Um, we usually don't get that feedback that says, well, uh, you made a bad choice or you made some bad decisions or this is exactly where God wanted you. And so this is where you where you wound up, because the truth is, is that God takes is, is faithful us daily as well. And he uses us if we if we seek him out, if we um, seek him with our hearts uh, and we 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 um, approach him and we ask and we seek to his spirit to do the things he wants us to do then then he usually does he accomplishes the things he wants to accomplish um, whether it was because of some choices we made as free will or whether it was the sovereignty of God all we can do is say God today I want to do the things you want me to do reveal those to me so that I can be the person I can do the things you want me to do and that's really all that we can do so be faithful Second thing in this, out of this weight, that's the, what can you do when you're waiting? The second thing is, is you need to shine. Um, the, the Beatitudes describe, uh, Jesus says that you are this, the light on the, the hill. You're the city on the hill. You're this light that you don't want to put under the bush. You, you are um, the representation of Jesus to the world. So wherever you are, you're supposed to shine. You're supposed to to show that there's a better way to life. That 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 as you um, do all the things you need to do, as you as you're chasing after Jesus, as you're trying to be more and more like God, um, and then the people and the person God wants you to be, that the world would see that, and not in a way of like I'm parading my um, deeds before the world, but in a way that the way that you live your life shines out through the things that you say, the things that you do, the thoughts that you have, which leads to the things that you say and do, all of that shows who Jesus is to you. And so wherever you're at, shine. The world is hungry for the difference that Jesus makes. They, they, they are hungry for it, but they're just as happy to confirm that it's fake. Like the world is watching. So Potiphar here, he was watching Joseph and he saw and he's like, yeah, Joseph has got this, his God. And, and so whatever Joseph does, 
things go well. So I'm going to put Joseph in more and more places because I am, I'm going to ride that wealth. That I'm going to be part of that. Um, it doesn't say that Potiphar necessarily became to believe in God, but he at least had some kind of understanding that Joseph's relationship to his God was part of who Joseph was. And so because Joseph was successful, he was like, I'm, I'm in favor of that. The world uh, watches because it it wants, it's hungry for a different way, but it's cynical, cynical because it says that it it is much more it's much more comfortable the world is just much more comfortable if the different way is fake um like oh that's oh that's fine for you 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 go do that um that's fine but i don't need to change because um the we the world just wants to stay the way that it is that's what that's what homeostasis it just doesn't want to change and so it takes a certain amount of pain to change um that's that's the way with all things in our life. Like like if you want to make a change, it's usually because there's some kind of motivation, and usually that motivation is hurt or pain that causes you to say, "I got to change." Uh, and so, what happens when we as Christians, uh, as we live in the world in such a way that shows that there's a different way, it begins to cause a a uh, a gap between. The, the people who are living without Christ because they're like, I, I didn't know there's a, a better way, but I've seen your life and I see there's a better way. How do I do that? Um, and so when they see that there's a difference, when they understand there's a difference, when they, when they can, when you show them the difference and talk to them about the difference, then that's when they are like, oh, I have to make a choice. I have to make a decision. Um, if, if life is always just the way it is and there's no difference and there's no reason to be different, um, then most people are just going to stay that way. That's just, just the way the world works. We, we don't change unless there's some reason to change. And so that's one of the reasons that, that the uh, Pharisees and the world hated Jesus because Jesus challenged the status quo. The Pharisees were like, hey, we've got the rules. You follow the rules. You pay us the money. You, we've got control. That's good. And when Jesus came along, he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to back up uh, the, the rules that you've been, these, these burdens you've been laying on the people and you've been keeping people from God. And that's what really made Jesus angry was that there are these religious leaders who should have known God and should have been, able, should have been bringing people to God, but, but he was keeping them, but they were not he, but, but the Pharisees were keeping them away with their burdens, with their with their rules, with their with their regulations, and and who was in and who was out, and Jesus was like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live that way, and and even when he was called out on it by the Pharisees, he he reacted. He said, no, you guys are wrong, and so they hated him for that. See, the the, the world didn't hate Jesus because he told them to go and sin no more. In fact, Jesus says that to a lot of people who love him. The world hated Jesus because it's it. It made an emphatic declaration that there was a better way, and that was to follow Jesus and to be like Jesus. But but if you do that, then you show that the 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 fake way, the false way, has to be denied and rejected. And so those people who have who have lived that way, who have put all of their hope and all of their energy and their time into that way, they can't stand that, uh, and so they had to get rid of Jesus. 
because he wouldn't live the way that they were, the rules they had set up, the rules they had developed, that they had taken God's word and said, no, this is the way you've got to do it. This is how you live. Here's the rules you got to follow. And Jesus is like, it's not about following rules because all if you you can follow rules with the outward appearance and you can do all the things on the outside and it will never change your heart. And Jesus says, I want your heart. I want, I want this to be lived out by your heart. And, and when the world saw that they couldn't get Jesus to, to join in with their way, to, to endorse their understanding of what it meant to follow God, they knew they had to get rid of him. And, and so that's what they did. That's why the Pharisees got rid of Jesus. They didn't get rid of Jesus because he um, spoke truth um, or, or, or because he had some uh, agenda. It's because he wouldn't, he wouldn't join in with theirs. He wouldn't, he wouldn't repeat their truth that they felt like this is how you find God. And, the, and because he, he wouldn't join in the only thing that they could do was get rid of him. See, the world is hungry for a better way. The world is hungry for you to show them. Like if you're a follower of Jesus, you're the intersection of where the Holy Spirit lives. And so the spiritual world and the physical world, it intersects in you. You're, the, you're a representation, a tiny bit of the kingdom. You're a tiny part of the body. And you have all of that living in you and, and, and living through you and you have the ability to shine the light of Jesus into everybody's life that you that you walk around with, that you that you work with. And so Paul would say this, Paul would say this about your work. He would say, hey, if you're working, then work as if you're working for God. Because because you spend so much of your life at work. It's not about the capitalist idea of of how do I get better? How do I get better? How do I get more money? How do I get more things? I mean, that's part of it in the sense of like, that's what work is. You, you need to do your work. You need to accomplish the things at work. But Paul makes it much more important. He says, how you do your work reflects on who God is to you. How you do your work reflects on who God is to you. And it's this time when we've, we think about this, and, and you need to have a healthy understanding of that. Like your work doesn't define you, and it shouldn't, because what should define you is that you're a, you're a child of God. But in this time when, we're, when people are talking about quiet quitting and, and whether or not they should work above and beyond, um, I, I think that if you're doing, if you're working for God, the answer is, is you always do your best. You always do your most. That, that it doesn't mean that you work yourself to death. It doesn't mean that you go, Hey, yeah, I'm just going to, that, that I'm going to, I'm going to have a bad uh, life family balance. In fact, uh, your priority should be to your family. So, uh, if your if your family balance is off, that means that there's something going on with your relationship with God, because God tells you you're supposed to take care of your family. But within the bounds of that, what can you do so that you can do the most that you can at work? Because what you do at work and the people are watching you, they, it reflects on what you believe about God. Especially if you are bold, especially if you're bold to say, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And they say, okay. And they look at how you work. What does your work reflect back to them? Maybe you work at a ministry. Maybe, maybe you work with all Christians. Hey, guess what? You're there to encourage each other, to encourage the other Christians. What you do 
matters because God, because Paul tells us, he says that if you work, you work to the glory of God. Shine like a city on a hill for all to see. The last thing that I, that uh, in the story we didn't really get to um, because I didn't read that part, but, but there's this whole, this is whole part of the story where it comes to a crashing halt. And that's because Potiphar's wife decides that she is attracted to Joseph and that she wants to sleep with him. Um, and he says no. And he tries to avoid her. And, and which is, I'm sure, a difficult thing because he's the, he's become in charge of all the things in the house. And, and so he does his best to just be away from her until one day um, she catches him in the house with nobody else there. He grabs She grabs his robe, his cloak, and he basically wriggles out of that and, and runs away. And, uh, and so she is offended by this. She calls all the servants and says, Oh, look, this, this Hebrew, he's trying to, to humiliate us. He's trying to take advantage of me. And then she told her husband and her husband, uh, threw Joseph into jail, into prison. And we're going to talk about that next week. But, but here's what I want to talk about this. Because the world is watching us. When temptation hits, our job is to get far away. Sometimes we think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough. I'm good enough. I, I can walk as close as I can. You know, you, how close can you get your hand to the, to the flame? But the truth is, is that if we can, we avoid that. We should run the other way. Joseph, um, he tried to, to, to lessen it. He tried to um, avoid it. But when he got when it when it got forced upon him, he he ran the other way with all that he had. The world wants to see you fail. You have an enemy who wants to see you fail, because the world, like I said earlier, the world wants to not have to face the reality that there is something better with Jesus, and so they it wants to it wants to see you fail. And so when temptation comes, run, get away, go the other way. Don't hang around. Don't put yourself in those situations where you'll be tempted. You don't show your strength or how close you are to God by showing how close you can get to temptation. Uh, no, you, you get away from it as best that you, as you can. And, and so you avoid it. You don't put yourself in those situations. And so that's the last thing. When, when the world throws everything it has at you to prove that uh, there is not a better way, that's when we lean on Jesus. That's when we run. And sometimes it costs us everything. But it would, it's better to be blameless in prison than guilty in the house of riches. It's better to be blameless in prison than guilty in the house of riches. Because our, our testimony, our declaration is, is that God has a better way. God's way is better. And so when we follow that, even to our detriment, it's a declaration that says that God's way is not just better because, oh, it brings more blessings to me or I get more stuff, but it's better even if I end up in prison because I'm doing things the right way. God's way is still better.
And that's what the world needs to hear. That it's not just a, I want to follow Jesus because it's easy and, and, and it's, and it makes me feel good. And it, and it gives me all these happy emotions, which it might, it can, sometimes it does, but it needs to hear that even in the hardest times, even when we don't see God's rescue and help, we're still going to follow him. We're still going to do it God's way. We're still going to be followers of Jesus. And so don't lean into temptation. Run from it. If you find yourself in a rough place, make sure you're thankful and faithful. Shine wherever you are. God's placed you there. You're the intersection of his kingdom and the world in real time. And, and when you're tempted, run. Get as far away as you can and declare to the world that there is a better way. Because God loves us. We know that even if the, even if the circumstances don't tell us or show us, we do know there's a better way. Thank you.